think I'll read from Mark the 17th chapter Mark the 17th chapter the 21st verse no such a thing is there I sure wrote that down wrong Just start in Isaiah the fifty-eighth chapter. I was going to read that verse where Jesus said, "Hard things come but by prayer and fasting." But I wrote it down wrong. Matthew seventeen twenty-one. what I get for getting in a hurry sometimes. Yes, hallelujah. In the let's start in the twentieth verse of Matthew, the seventeenth chapter. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily maybe I ought to start in the nineteenth verse so you know what's going on. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And we was fooling with the demonic spirit. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place. I hope we don't have some people in here so foolish that they're going to go to Colorado and remove mountains. Praise God. I just wonder how many would be honest enough this morning to say there are mountains in your life that need to be removed. And Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by tricks, and by playing basketball, and playing around and goofing off. Hallelujah. A lot of folks in modern day Pentecost want all kinds of things to work out, but they don't want nothing to do with prayer and fasting. Isaiah the 58th chapter. If you're mad at me now, you'll hate me for them through this morning. Praise God. 58th chapter of the book of Isaiah, second verse. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinances of their God. 
and they ask of me the ordinances of justice they take delight in approaching to God wherefore have we fasted say they and thou seest not wherefore have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge behold in the day of your fast you find pleasures hmm That even hit me when I read it. Praise God. Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and debate the smite with the fist of wickedness you shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high praise God you may be seated might all take my coat off looks like I'm going to work the Lord's been talking to me about fasting lately and so well it's good you don't need to tell us about it <clears throat> but might ought to know that the Lord has also been talking to me very powerfully the last two or three weeks about calling a solemn assembly So I know that when the Lord's talking to me about fasting and calling a solemn assembly, he's talking to somebody besides just me. <clears throat> Praise God. And there are times, the wise man said, to be happy and a time to be sad. There are times to be sober take notice as I look around in our midst this morning I see lots of folks that need to be saved as I look around in our midst this morning I see lots of folks that need to be healed praise God and it's bad when we come to church with a flighty careless relaxed attitude to know that in our midst is people who need the divine hand of God in their life as salvation to know there are people who need the divine hand of God what great witnessing we could do in this city if God removed some tumors in this church if God would remove some of the doctors fears in this church and heal some bodies amen uh, there <laughs> I talked to somebody about suing a doctor the other day and they said you can't do that very easy anymore and I said, why that? 
They said they are carefully covering themselves up now. They're carefully telling you it's possible you have foreign matter there. It's possible you have infected matter there. So that way when they do surgery on you and it's not there, you can't sue them for what was possible or impossible. They still make the three or four or five thousand bucks and you're stuck with whatever you get. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. Now I preached years and years ago that in the last days we're going to need God in a great way. And uh, folks, we need the Lord this morning. How many of you want God to reach out and do a work in your life? I'll tell you what, God could do something in your children's life that would cause them to want to serve God if somebody would get a burden would fast and pray till God did something Amen Hallelujah Now let's look at these verses real carefully this morning and then I'm going to read some other places in the Bible but Let's look at some of these verses in the 58th chapter here real carefully. Yet they seek me daily, so therefore we can't find something wrong with them there because they're praying every day. And they delight to know my ways. They have a desire in them to be in contact with God and to know the ways of God. I wonder how how many of you have this testimony that you seek the Lord daily and that you delight to know the ways of the Lord. Sometimes some folks only seek God when they got to. Can I tell off one on you, Tom? Praise God. I, I sure don't want to get my brother mad at me, but... Uh, I I heard an airplane take off out there at the airport the other day and they say the older you get Sister Keller the more you reminisce so I guess a sign of old age is getting a hold of me and uh, I heard that plane just a droning and a droning and a droning and a droning now to all you youngins in here that don't mean nothing except that airplane makes a lot of noise and this is a funny generation today because they think they've got a lot to be scared of and really you haven't been in nothing to make you afraid so you really don't know what fear really is and you say, what do you mean, Brother Elder? Back in the east where I grew up, especially back then, they didn't tell you to turn your lights out. We're going to have a blackout. But when they thought the enemy planes were coming to those big eastern cities back during World War II and the Korean War, and this nation was very jumpy at the end of World War II 
we started right into the Korean War, and it's our fault. We should have whipped the Russians right there and got it all over with, but we didn't. <clears throat> but uh, they would turn the lights out. And I never will forget one night those planes were coming and those engines were droning. And I just don't mind telling you, I don't get scared of anything, hardly much at all. But that night, I was quite a little bit nervous. I was wondering when the bombs were going to start falling because it was night and all of a sudden, the lights went out. We didn't have radios back then, Brother Grubbs. You know, if a storm comes now, knocks the lights out and everything, my wife jumps out of a bed in a terror, runs and grabs her transistor radio and turns it on. But back then, we didn't have transistor radios. They were electric radios. And when the lights went out, you was in the dark. And my brother prayed through to the Holy Ghost in about 15 minutes. I didn't think anything could make Tom pray through to the Holy Ghost, but he was quite sure that night he was going to heaven. <clears throat> Praise God. And he got prayed through pretty quick, faster than even mom could talk him into it. Hallelujah. Some folks that go to praying and fasting today, they might be surprised what God could do. I heard that old plane a droning and a droning the other day. I get tickled at all these idiots. <laughs> People say, you shouldn't make a statement like that out of the pulpit. Oh, the preacher should be so dumb he never does wake the people up to nothing. The trumpet shouldn't really ever give a clear sound. <clears throat> I said I get tickled at those idiots. I'm going to tell some old stinking heads like John McCormley that writes in the Hutchison News editorial page, this isn't World War II the next time you're not going to see the lights go out and hear planes droning over your head. There'll be an, an atomic explosion and nobody will know it was coming. That's the reason why our nation must stay alert and we must keep a fantastic defense ministry today. When I was in the military, no I wasn't in the military, I was in civilian working on missiles and think of this, clear back in 1961 we could send an Atlas F which is so outdated anymore that it's in the museums we could send an Atlas F to Moscow in 11 minutes think of what they can do today praise God 
So when you hear all these corn balls today that want to get rid of our defense, what they're really trying to tell you is let's quit fighting the Russians and let's join them. Amen. Now so much for that, I'll go to preaching, okay? <clears throat> Hallelujah. I don't think if we're where we ought to be with God today, we ought to worry about those things. Because I don't believe that I'm going to get blowed off the earth. I believe I'm going to get resurrected out of the earth. <laughs> Somebody says, well, how do you know, Brother Elder, you're not going to get... I don't believe the Lord Jesus Christ is coming after a fried bride. Hallelujah. I believe he's coming after one that's alive and ready and excited about his appearing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And uh, these little young evangelists running all over the country that's preaching this great atomic explosion they have prophesied already four or five years ago. I don't know what they're going to do now. We was all supposed to have been blowed up by now. The year of 1986 is for sure upon us, and we're supposed to be all of us dead by then. So what I'm saying is in 10 years from now, everybody will know the truth about these clowns running around preaching all this stuff. Amen. And what I'm going to be looking for all the time is him. Amen. I'm not looking for them. I'm looking for him. I'm not looking for an A-bomb. I'm looking for him. And you know what is going to take you there? The love. The love of his appearing. Somebody said, so many people fallen by the wayside, Brother Elder. What is the problem? First of all, it's Bible prophecy. First of all, the Bible said in the last day there'll be a great falling away. But here is the true reason of the great falling away. Because they had not a love for the truth. And he is coming after them that love his appearing. They love him more than they love the things of the world. They love him and his word more than they love anything in this world. I am getting old enough now that I can take the Bible and show you at least 50 reasons why David should have backslid. 50 reasons of why I hear people in the church backsliding all the time. But David, before he was even king, was found faithful to God. And after he was king, he was found faithful to God. Somebody said, you didn't read the Bible. Oh, yeah, he paid for his sin. And he was found faithful to God. Hallelujah. And don't never glory in another man's heir because you could make one yourself. Amen. Now, trying to get down to where I'm at this morning, we 
should be a people that seeks God daily. If you don't, that's why you're getting yourself into trouble. And there should be a hunger and thirst in us to know his ways. It said that they were a nation that did righteous and forsook not the ordinances of their God. In other words, they kept the word of God. They kept the word of his testimony. Now that within itself, folks, is a pretty good testimony. That's enough to strut up here a little bit, uh, get your chest swelled up and say, I am a Christian. Ever see that? Man, there's some of you looking at me like you ate dill pickles for breakfast this morning. <clears throat> Praise God. Hello. Praise God. I hope next time you drink that lemon juice, you put some sugar in it. Lemonade's better. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. This is quite a testimony. You know, sometimes God is not as happy with some things as we think he is. God is not happy about the fact that we know and because we know, we go through the motions. If he is, he sure is getting himself all out of joint over these people right here. Amen. And here's the thing of it is, when you're living for God, if you're not careful, you'll fast for the wrong cause. They said, here, wherefore we fasted, say they, and thou seest not. But we are afflicting our souls, we're afflicting ourselves, but you don't even know it. You don't even act like you see us. Now, and here I go again. Sometimes I get like I'm just a broken record going over and over and over. Remember what I read to you last Sunday morning about Job? Remember what I read to you last Thursday night about Job? When you get in a holy place, you won't accuse God. Hello. So this goes to show us that something's wrong here because these people are sending up an accusation against God. Though they're reading the Bible and staying faithful to the word though they're praying every day and they're fasting did you know that we can become hypocrites in our uh, walk with God if we're not careful why don't you turn to Luke the 18th chapter Luke the 18th chapter and the 11th verse. My daddy, when he was a preacher, he used to say 
the reason why the Lord called these people this was because they was fair you see praise God <clears throat> we got to be better than fair but the fair you see stood and prayed thus within himself now he's praying in himself and if you're not careful you're going to call him a Christian everything today that prays I mean they can absolutely sing a song <laughs> about Jesus today and be making mockery of Jesus and they'll run it on the ten religious charts people today are so far from God they can't tell when they're worshiping God and when they're making fun of God <clears throat> the Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself God I thank thee that I'm not like them other sinners them thieves extortioners and them no good for nothing unjust people and them adulterers did you know that adultery and fornication was one of the major problems when Jesus was on earth just like it is today mm -hmm. or even as this sinner publican poor guy publicans were the poor people and sinful people I'm not like this poor sinner. Now he said, I fast twice in the week. Some folks tickle me the way they fast. I said, they said, I fasted this week. I said, you did? They said, yeah. And, uh, you know, most generally the conversation somehow or gets around. Find out they fasted breakfast or they might have fasted supper now, I agree supper would be harder for me to fast but most generally I fast breakfast every day of the week because I normally start eating about 2 o'clock in the afternoon and most of the time I get stopped by 1 o'clock at night Praise God. So I wouldn't have much trouble, Brother Grubbs, fasting breakfast. Although Brother Smith was real happy to go out with his pastor yesterday because he knew I'd make him eat yesterday, walking all that miles of hunting and so he could blame me for not fasting. Praise God. course he didn't know I was going to preach on fasting when he told me all that stuff yesterday and I didn't either really praise God hallelujah now I'm not trying to make fun of you if that's the way you've got to learn to fast start out somewhere but if I'm going to fast I'm going fast it's sure not going to be breakfast or dinner 
I never fast, but what I'm going to fast at least a full 24-hour fast. Amen. But, you know, I passed up many years. I mean, I've been saved now. I've been preaching for 21 years. And uh, <clears throat> so I've, I should be able to fast more than breakfast or dinner. Praise God. Fact is, when I really get serious about fasting, I normally think of a three-day fast. But lately, I've been so serious about it, I'm thinking at least of about seven days. Praise God. Man, some of you look like you swallowed a horrible lump of cottage cheese. <laughs> Praise God. I'm sure right now that a whole bunch of you are really praying that God talks to me no more about a solemn assembly. But this fellow, he was not even really saved. He was really a hypocrite, and he fasted twice a week. <clears throat> wish God wouldn't make me preach like this. I wish he'd let me do something better. <clears throat> And he gave his tithes. Some folks do need to fast and pray so they'll know about tithes. And all of all that he possessed. Now some folks pay tithes on their money, but they don't pay tithes on their groceries or tithes on their gardens, you know, or tithes on all their increase. Just pay tithes on their paycheck. But this said, this guy was so holy, he paid tithes on all that he possessed. My, 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 my. I think I better go have Sister Eller start up the car so I can get out of here soon. Hallelujah. Folks are looking at me like I don't know what to think this morning. Praise God. But look at this poor old publican. The publican standing afar off, he didn't even know if God would hear his prayer or not. He wouldn't not even lift up his eyes to heaven. And he smote himself on the breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, of the two of them praying, the publican reached him. And here they said, we have fasted and thou seest not. It is the condition of your heart. Maybe we're going to have a blackout this morning. It is the condition of your heart this morning as to how you're getting in touch with heaven. Hallelujah. The unhumbled heart is not going to reach God. You cannot come to God in a proud manner. Now, I don't know why the Holy Ghost is doing all this morning. I don't have this wrote down, but I'm going to have you to turn to Isaiah the first chapter 
this morning. I'm working on fasting this morning. I hope and pray to God that I get somewheres with it this morning. And I'd like to leave on a high note rather than a low note. But I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost anyhow this morning. I just wonder how many of you want me to follow the Holy Ghost. We must come to the Lord. Let me say something, saints. Are you going to fast because of just your personal need? Or are you going to fast because of your desire to please God? Desire to fit in his kingdom? Desire? If somebody said, well, I have needs too, brother elder. I know, but if you would learn what the scripture said, to seek ye first the kingdom of God, he would add all of his righteousness. And let me tell you who God's mostly going to bless and take care of is the guy that is in fantastic love with the kingdom of God and is only concerned about the kingdom of God. He does everything for the kingdom of God. God keeps looking at that guy so much he says I'm not going to let him get in trouble because all he cares about is me but the poor dude down there that's fasting for himself praying for himself Lord send me another welfare check now Lord Give me a raise on that check. You're not sending enough. So the Lord annies up the check a little bit just to see what you'll do. If maybe you might change your aptitude. Get your ball bearings rearranged and get them running straight. And instead, you know what always happens? I know now because I've tried to help people just like God. They say, now, Lord, you gave me a raise on that welfare check, but I want a big one this time. And no matter how much God raises that welfare check, you're going to keep asking for a raise on that welfare check because you're only praying for me, myself, and I. And the kingdom of God can go jump in the river. Now, if you folks want me to quit and go home, I will. Y'all want me to quit and go home? How many of you want me to keep on this one? Honestly, I am going to get to something that will help you in a minute besides something that, you know, most folks today call negative. It wouldn't be negative if you put it to work in your life, you'd find it positive. And I often tell folks this, since negative is no good, as soon as church is over this morning, before you leave, go out there, open up the hood on your car, and jerk the negative post out of your battery and throw it away and say, I don't like anything, it's negative. Hallelujah. And I guarantee you, you'll learn something. 
fact is I'm not preaching negative and positive this morning. I'm just preaching the word. It was modern Pentecost or modern theologians that came up with liberal and conservative. It was modern theologians that came up with negative and positive. You can't find that kind of stuff in the Bible. Paul said, preach the word. And I can show you chapter after chapter in the New Testament that the modern theologian would say Paul was nothing but negative. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now, listen to what God said in Isaiah, the first chapter and the 13th verse. He said, bring no more of your vain oblation and incense is an abomination unto me your new moons your Sabbaths some folks get all excited about their Sabbaths I get excited about the first day I'm the first not the last do you know Sabbath is the last I'm on the first I even found the church that Jesus Christ assembled in heaven in the book of Revelation gathered in the first day of the week the calling of assemblies, I cannot, he said. You know, some folks get it. It's like, it, it really isn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the day you go to church. Let me tell you something. If you're not going to live for God tomorrow, Monday, as well as you did today on Sunday, and would you please tell me what day the rapture's coming? Well, it's going to come, Brother Elder, on a Sunday. That's when all the saints will be holy. Well, it's going to come on the Sabbath day on Saturday. Because the Lord said to keep the Sabbath. Well, I'll tell you when the, I'm going to tell you when the rapture's going to take place. Jesus said, watch Watch! Watch! I've got a missionary coming. Supposed to be in at 4.30. Where do you think I'm at at 4.30? I'm at the house. Looking at the clock. Looking out the front door. My wife's worked hard all day fixing them a beautiful dinner. I'm watching for. The Bible said, watch! So many of us couldn't see, we're dizzy from riding too many roller coasters up this hill and down hello watch therefore or pray why cause you don't know what hour and you don't know what day you better be living full of the Holy Ghost on Monday as well as you was on Sunday come on 
you, there is no day in this thing that benefits you. God can come at six o'clock in the morning Thursday as well as he can midnight Saturday. He'll come when he pleases. Time has nothing to do with it. Or the day. And he is letting these people know you have made some of these things holy the day you worship me. You have made the way you prepare your sacrifice. You have made the day you fast. You know, some folks get in a rut. They have to fast Thursday. You couldn't ask them over Thursday if God told you to. Because that is their fast day. Ooh, God, I wish I could go home. I'd rather get on my horse and ride out of here than finish this up this morning. Tradition. Some folks get so they got to sit a certain place in the church. If you get their chair, you'll find out how much of a Christian they are. This is my seat. Can't you see my name? When I was baptized, the Lord wrote it here. wished I could go home. Some folks can't even shout and worship God if they're not sitting right there in that corner. <laughs> the reason why the power of God hits me like it does because I sit here. figure out how to get nice <laughs> hallelujah <clears throat> and they fast don't you mess up my Thursday that's the day I fast I made up my mind a long time ago now I do believe you should be consistent with your fasting And don't promise God anything you don't intend to do. Amen. Yeah. You know, I've seen some folks that used to fast every week, and I preach like this, and they got to feeling bad, so they quit fasting. They missed the point entirely. But I'm not getting hung up to where I can't do the work of God over a day I fast. I, I have enough common sense, ability, smartness, and things up here inside of my head that 
to figure out my schedule this week that if it's the will of God for me to go over to so-and-so's place Thursday and teach home Bible studies and almost invariably when you go in there they're going to offer you something to eat and I'm going to say oh no <clears throat> and put on my holy self-righteous cloak and say this is the day I separate myself from everybody this is the day I fast this you know and prayed myself around and uh, man if you're trying to reach the lost the best thing to do is get down on their level say oh yeah I like I like your coffee <clears throat> yeah hallelujah praise God amen Sister Mango, she's a precious woman. She has to be lived, Brother Mango. He's got. If you ever drink that man's coffee, you'll know he's trying to kill you instead of be friendly. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I sometimes, it's hard for me not to believe he don't boil his socks in. Praise God. He'll come out there grinning at me sometimes. You want some of my coffee? I said, no, praise God, I got my own today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you know, Paul said, I became all things that I might win some. And if you know something like that's coming, what's wrong with changing your fast day around to Friday? I can't fast on Saturday because that's the day I play tennis. Now, boy, I hit a snag there, didn't I? I mean, I found a devil, didn't I? That's that racquetball day. said you you fast but you uh, take pleasure in the day you fast the reason why I'm not going to fast Saturday is because we're going fishing hello praise God well <clears throat> We ought to arrange our weeks so we can fast and set a time out between us and God and it doesn't tear up things. And I'm going to tell you men something that's got boys. You need to fix it up so on Saturday you and them do something. You go fishing with them. You go play baseball with them. I've raised my boy, thank God. I might get some grandsons one of these days. That's going to be rough if I do. <clears throat> Hallelujah. But I don't figure it out. I don't have to carry on like I used to. Praise God. You know, I can toddle grandson around a little bit and then get on the telephone, call him up, and tell him come get him. Praise God. I raised my boy, and I'm raising some girls now, and that's a hard job for me. I don't know a whole lot about that. 
but go out there with them boys and go fishing. I don't like to go fishing. Go fishing anyhow if that's what they want to do. I don't want them to see how I put a worm on the hook. Well, when they're not looking, you practice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Go out and do something with that boy. Praise God. Because if you don't, there's some people that's going to. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So... What I'm saying is, arrange your week. God gave you common sense. God gave you ability to see farther than the next hour. Somebody says, why should I fast? I, I thought about something this morning, and I don't want to make an accusation without it being so, and so I'm going to say this carefully this morning, but I looked through three or four of our Sunday school quarterlies this morning on fasting. Never found nothing. I looked through three or four of those big books that has months of Sunday school lessons in them on fasting and I never found nothing and I thought this God will fasting become something we don't write about anymore will fasting become something in Pentecost that will be another thing we talk about what we used to do But you don't know of a day of Pentecostals that have more trouble than this day of Pentecostals. Preacher called me up early this morning. He said, what do you do with a bunch of women that won't obey their husbands? I come over here to pray. Touch God. Preacher wants me to tell him how to make his wives obey their husbands. I said, I don't know brother what do you do with a bunch of spineless men that jump around whenever their wives bark boy it's quiet in here man I must have dropped a bomb <sighs> ain't no man gonna tell me what to do I think you need to fast and pray There ain't no woman going to tell me what to do. I think you need to fast and pray. 
What are you saying, Brother Elder? That's that preacher's problem. A people who don't know anything about fasting anymore don't know anything about bringing themselves under subjection. You, let me tell you something. You can ask me to pray with you, and uh, if I'm busy, it bothers me, but I'll come and pray with you. Amen. And I don't mind coming down here and praying. But when God talks to me about fasting for three days, and especially when he talks to me about fasting for seven days, I'm almost as bad as Jonah and the whale. Now some of you folks, how many of you have ever fasted more than one day? Bunches of you. But bunches of you haven't. How many of you have ever fasted often more than three days? Mm, boy, we lost a lot of hands then, didn't we? And I'm going to tell this church something. This preacher's fasted a whole lots of times more than three days and a whole lots of times three days. And you get so... If you got my problem, I like ham and beans and cornbread. I even like ham and beans or bacon and beans and hard biscuits. That's my raisin. Sister Margie, I even like refried beans and burritos and tacos and tacos and all kind of other equals and ocos. And I like turkey and yams and pumpkin pie. and ham and baked beans and pheasants smothered in gravy whipped potatoes and better shut up some of you folks going to leave church trying to think of something I don't like. What is it, Sister Eller? Oh, yeah, but I've got a bad case of that lately. <clears throat> I mean, that brother 
Smith. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep hunting with him or not. I found out something yesterday. He's about 10, 15 years younger than I am. Now let's hit this roll, Brother Elder. <laughs> let's hit that hedgerow down there, Brother Elder. Let's uh, hit this maize patch, Brother Elder. There's always something inside of me. These young bucks ain't gonna outdo me. Boy, last night, I'm gonna tell you what. This young buck didn't feel near as young. Hallelujah. And so when we got through, I was saying, hot coffee, peanut butter Reese candy bar, <laughs> strength, strength, old man, strength, that's what you need, hot coffee, peanut butter Reese candy bar. What are you saying, brother? I like to eat. Now, some of you skinny people in here, you probably eat to live. But unless you're like my son-in-law, he starts in his hollow shoes and starts feeling up. It makes me feel so bad because he can eat so much and he gets poor carrying it and I eat just half as much and I get fat over it. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. What are you saying? Oh, us poor starving to death Americans. We know what hunger is so much we like to fast. Come on. Hello. I'm looking at a smiling Spanish woman back there that can feed you till your tongue jumps out and slaps your brains around. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We like to eat. And I don't mind telling you, when I'm fasting three days, the worst thing can happen to me is I'm around the house. The refrigerator looks like a god. For some reason, it can even talk like God. Hello? What are you fighting with, Brother Elder? <laughs> what are you fighting with? If you don't never bring him under subjection, he always rules you. And that's why some people can't serve God today because they won't fast. And because they won't fast and bring this man under subjection, they can never make him do anything. He rules them.
when I fast, I want to fast for the right reason. He said, you fast for strife and debate. You know, some folks said, I'm going to go on prayer and fasting. I'm going to pray God kills her. I'm going to fast. The Lord makes her have a heart attack. <laughs> Praise God. Sons of thunder. Hello. You fast for strife and debate. I even hate debate when I'm not fasting, let alone when I am fasting. Somebody said, excuse me, somebody says, Brother Elder, let's go debate him. I said, well, <laughs> I've never been able to feed much of anybody that wasn't hungry. Hello? If they're not hungry, I don't know how you're going to feed them. You can debate all you want to. So they fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Some people fasting on how in the world to kill them. Come on. You got to be careful when you're fasting too. The devil come to you while you're fasting. So what makes you think that, Brother Elder, when I read about Jesus? The devil came to Jesus while he was fasting. Tried to get Jesus to give away all of his possessions. He told Jesus, he said, now if you'll fall down and worship me, you know, some folks don't think Jesus is God. But Jesus said, now wait a minute, devil. <laughs> you remember the day I created you? He said, it's written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. And him only shalt thou serve. Hallelujah. And the devil said, Well, since you're God and you can do such great things, why don't you turn these rocks into hot, fresh bread and butter? Now, some folks said, Brother Elder, you think God could turn those stones into hot bread and fresh butter? Well, he took two little loaves. I ate I, I, five little loaves. Uh, I to it another time come think about it. I was over in Israel and them loaves of bread are about that long about that big around and they're very delicious and, and he took five of those little loaves of bread and he fed 5,000 men plus their wives and their kids now if you can do that we want you to demonstrate it to us because we have found somebody can really cut down on our grocery bill hallelujah 
and the devil said to Jesus, well, since your God turn these rocks into hot bread and butter, and the Lord doesn't do anything for the devil. The devil serves the Lord, not the Lord, the devil. And the Lord said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That's a sermon right there. Hallelujah. What's Jesus doing in his temptation during his fasting moment? He is putting the flesh where it belongs at by the word of God. He is bringing the old man under subjection to the power and the word of God. Even though the devil's trying to get him. I know the man one time was fasting for a good cause. Backslid after 14 days of fasting. Sure did, right while he was fasting. Sit in the church, his pastor left. He sat in the church playing the tambourine to himself. Nobody over there but just him and God and the tambourine. Encouraging himself in the Lord. But he still lost out. Well, he's saying, I'm telling you what, you better be strong when the enemy comes and you better be full of the word of God and prayer along with fasting. Amen. Jesus said hard things come but by prayer and fasting. Hard things come by prayer and fasting. Lord, work you two things out for you two by hard prayer and hard fasting. Lord's going to work some more things out for some other folks out in there by hard prayer and hard fasting. The Lord will work out some mighty things out in here by hard prayer and fasting. The Lord heals some tumors around here by some hard prayer and fasting. And Sister Burst, I ain't telling you to go to fasting right now. You need to eat if you can. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, the body can only take so much fasting. They tell me, somebody says, why don't people fast beyond 40 days? 40 days is the biggest fast that's mentioned in the Bible and scientifically medically and uh, by experience it is proven that anybody that fasts beyond 40 days it is hard to get them to eat again they don't want to eat no more so the Lord took the flesh to the limit on 40 days praise God hallelujah now let's get to what we need to get to I'm not going to make it in the sixth verse is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the press go free and that you break every yoke Pray for your enemies. Pray the Lord saves them, delivers them. They're full of the devil. Lord, deliver them of them devils. Amen. Pray for your congressman. Pray for your president. What do we want to pray for them for? They're evil men. Yeah. And if they keep passing more evil rules, you got to live under them. Pray the Holy Ghost moves on them, not to pass some of them. 
Amen. Come on. Praise God. To undo the heavy burdens. Pray. Say, I'm in this oppression, Lord. Cause this thing to break loose. Only you have the power to do it. Come on. Now I'm going to go where I started to go this morning. Give you a little story. Promise to get you out of here in the next hour or two. Praise God. But uh, no, I don't think I got to. I'll just read this one. Ezra, the 8th chapter and the 21st verse. <clears throat> get rid of these glasses and things bother my eyes as much as I help them. Listen what Ezra said in the 8th chapter and the 21st verse. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Havah that we might afflict ourselves before our God. What is fasting? Afflicting myself. That's what it is. Afflicting myself. So I said, I don't want to fast, Brother Elder. I said, why is that? Oh, my stomach gets so upset when I fast. Mine gets upset just thinking about it. <laughs> Brother Elder, I get such terrible headaches. Wanna shake hands? I do too. Because fasting is afflicting thine own soul. You know what we're saying? I don't want this flesh to have to die. I don't want this flesh to hurt. I just want all the good things to happen to me. Jesus said the last day crowd would be wiser but the weakest of the bunch. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't tell me when you fast all the problems you have. I might be fasting too. And I'm having just about as many as you are. You know, I was fasting a few weeks ago and I looked at my wife and I said, you know what my minds are saying? She said, what? I said, my minds are saying, hey throat, what's wrong with you? Don't you know you still can swallow? Oh, Brother Elder, this isn't funny. Well, you might as well make it as nice as you can because fasting's not funny. Amen. Come on. Come on, it's a time to afflict your soul. Why, why, why do I want to afflict my soul? First of all, i got to see Kim. How many of you want to get closer to him? And not only that, just to see Kim in the right way for us but for our little ones how many of you are concerned about your little ones and for all of our substance if you was reading the bible with me you'd get somewheres 
How many of you are concerned about your substance? How many of you are concerned about your little ones? Twenty-third verse, so we fasted and besought God for this, and he was entreated of us. He heard us. Thirty-first verse, then we departed from the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go into Jerusalem, and the hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and of such as lay in wait by the way. How many of you want to be delivered of the evil that's to come upon you. Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter, it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Now you better know if you're going to try to live for God, the devil's going to come up against you. And he ain't going to come by himself. He's going to bring his armies. How many of you are living with me this morning and following me? I see that all of a sudden one tribe is beginning to travel. Praise God. What I'm preaching this morning is important. Some folks said, I'd like to quit having these problems. If you do, you got to quit doing, you got to start doing some things. I got in my truck this morning, and I fired it up, and I drove it over here. And all the way over here, I was saying to myself, you're getting yourself in trouble. You're getting yourself in trouble. Whether you want to or not, Brother Elder, you got to jerk that exhaust manifold off of there and put a new exhaust system on. Now, I can say to myself, you don't have to. But sooner or later, <clears throat> I'm going to have one of those nice cream-colored looking cars sitting behind my truck with red lights going round and round. And it's going to cost me for not fixing the truck. And something I knew very well because I know mechanics too well but I've been telling myself, oh, you know, it probably won't happen. But this extreme cold weather, and I was telling Brother Smith last night, who is also a good mechanic, what condition my truck was in, and he verified what I already knew. He said, Brother Elder, if you don't get that exhaust system fixed pretty soon, you're going to warp your valves because that engine's hot and all that cold air rushes up in there when you shut it off and cools your valves too quick. And so if you don't fix what you know to fix, Brother Elder, it's going to cost you and cost you and cost you. 
And you know, some folks try to run their spiritual life the same way. I know I should fix it, but I'm going to get five more miles out of it like it is. I learned something a long time ago about cars. If you don't fix them, you'll pay ten times the price. Because gasoline will get you terrible. And it's the same way with living for God. If you don't fix it, you'll pay ten times the price. And you wonder after it's all over with, why did I mess around with it like I did? Amen. We need to fast and pray, people. Because the devils are coming at us with his armies. Amen. Now here's the king Jehoshaphat saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea of this side, Syria. And behold, they are in Hestamar, which is Egedi or Egedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and said himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast through all of Judah. Somebody says, where in the world does a preacher think he can make me fast? If God is talking to the preacher about a solemn assembly and having the church to fast and you don't want to fast, you're rebellious to God first of all who talked to the preacher and also to the pastor who is trying to obey God if the preacher can't tell you nothing you're not saved anyhow because first of all you don't believe he has anything to do with being a part of God if he was a part of God it would be more than just a man talking to you Amen. You're rebellious, stubborn, obstinate. I'm going to keep saying that till some of you find out what you are. And you're not going to hurt me because I don't got my walk with God straightened out. And I'm going to keep it straightened out, but I'm trying to tell you something to help you get yours straightened out. I don't mind telling you God has literally spoke to me and told me I was rebellious, stubborn, and obstinate. And he has absolutely told me, if you don't get your act together, I'm going to bust your playhouse up. But the Bible said the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when the Lord speaks, I want to be doing what he says to do. Now listen. He, uh, he told all Judah, he said, we're going to fast. He told all Israel, this is a king. He said, we're going to fast. I bet he really had them yelling and crying and carrying on. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. They wasn't baptized in Jesus' name. And a whole bunch of them didn't care whether the cows came home or went. But he told them all, we're going to fast anyhow. You know, an old ungodly earthly king, when old Jonah come to town, he said, hey, we're going to fast. We're going to get a hold of God. And he said, not even the dogs and the cat and, and the cows and the pigs are going to eat. He said, if anything in this country eats till I tell them they can, we're going to kill them.
you got to know the Middle East. That's the way it is over there still yet today. When the king speaks, everybody's like that. Everybody's down on Khomeini, but I want to tell you something. They rule over there like that more than Iran. When the king over there speaks, that's the way it is. Praise God. And the king said, we're all going to fast, and anybody eats or anything eats, it's going to get killed. Amen. And surely to God, if a heathen king could put a heathen nation on a fast, a holy man of God could call a church to a solemn assembly. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And here's a, a, a king that has a walk with God, and he puts Judah on a fast. And he stood before the king, of, uh, the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O God of our fathers, listen to his prayer. Well, his prayer is something else. He said, O God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Hey, wouldn't it be wonderful if we would come to the Lord in prayer and fasting and supplication and, and start telling God, hey, remember me? Hey, remember our church? Is not, are you not God? Are you not able to deliver us of this oppression? Are you not able to take these sinners out, to save these ones, to deliver this one and to deliver that one? To help brother and sister elder with their situation. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about brother, sister Tom elder. Amen. To help brother and sister Gary Wells. Come on. To help some other folks in here. Ought not we to pray one for another? Huh? Ought we not to be concerned about one another? Come on. Ought not we to cry out to God for one another? Remind God, hey, we're not in this by ourselves. We didn't get baptized because we thought it was a good idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, I got in trouble here. I'm in this church because I want to be saved. I wonder how many of you in here because you want to be saved. Hallelujah. I said, Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And, thy, and they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, We built you a church here. Come on. And if we evil cometh upon us as a sword judgment or pestilence or famine we stand before this house and in thy presence for thy name is this is in this house and cry unto thee in our affliction then wilt thou hear and help how many of you believe this church is a witness to this city And we need to cry out to God. We need to fast and pray. 
We need cleansing among ourselves. We need healing among ourselves. And when it happens in here, it will flow out into the city. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to be saying, Praise the Lord. Amen. Now he said, And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade. We'd have killed them a long time ago, God, if you'd let us, but you wouldn't let us. When they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I said, How they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession. Let me tell you something. This city, if it has its way about it, it's going to cast us out of our possession. Every time somebody gets sick in here and winds up in the doctor's hand, everybody in town is gleefully happy. Every, one, every time one of our kids backslide, it makes this whole city stronger against us. Amen. If this church burn up and everybody in this church fell dead, it would only make most of the people in this city happy. Because we are the church that stands out against their sins and ungodliness. They don't mind going to church as long as they don't have to quit sinning. As long as they don't have to get rid of their evil deeds. And they don't like a preacher like me that gets up and preaches you have to to be saved. That's why they'd like to see this thing fall to pieces and destroy itself. That's why the church needs to say, hey God, you know, we need your hand. We didn't start this thing. This was all your idea. I wonder how many of you are with me this morning. Hallelujah. Well, not all of you raised your hands, but I don't care. I, there was enough of them out there that if we start praying and fasting, some of you will have to do something. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to this. He said, some father said, Brother Ella, why do you think we have to shout and dance all the time? Well, first of all, you should want to. If you don't want to, something's wrong. Well, I'm not made that way. How do you know how you're made? If you ever got past yourself, you might find out you're made beyond yourself. I do not believe that you have to dance and shout all the time to be saved. But I do believe sometime in your life you ought to. Amen. 
You ought to have something once in a while to dance and shout about. I never did see that young lady shout and talk in tongues, but I seen her do it last Sunday night. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. When the power of God comes on you, you're not yourself. When the power of God comes on you, you should lose your nature and take on Christ's nature the nature of Christ some folks have never lost their own nature well I've been baptized in Jesus name I spoke in tongues brother elder I know it but you've never lost your own nature hello your own nature rules you that's another reason why you need to pray and fast but there is something about worshiping God and deep, strong, possessive prayer that delivers you. How many of you ever come to this altar crying and praying and seeking God with all your heart and got up and felt worse? No, if you really came here and you was really seeking God, crying and praying, when you got up you felt better. You know why? <clears throat> you can't really reach out after God without feeling some of the load gone. Amen. Not only that, if you're really crying and praying and seeking God, somebody said, well, I believe that you got to be saved to talk to God. Well, I can prove you wrong. All I got to do is go to Acts 10, chapter and the 30th verse and show you a man that was fasting and praying and seeking God when God told him to stand up and send for men down to Joppa and he'd tell you how to be saved. Acts 10 and 30. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I'm trying to get around to something here for your own benefit this morning. If you'll be patient with me, I know I'm beyond, oh my goodness, beyond what ought to be beyond. Hallelujah. But look at this. Prayer. And then he said, Hearken ye in the 15th verse, all of Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. For the battle is not yours. And what some of us are trying to fight God's battle. A backslidden kid is not rebellious just to you and dad, mom dad is not just rebellious to you brother pastor a backslidden kid first of all is backslidden to God and the battle's not yours the battle's not yours the battle's God's and God's going to come and deal with his own come on come on Come on. What you need to do is fast and pray and afflict yourself and remind God he's the deliverer. You fast that those that are oppressed might be set free. You don't talk about the kid that you got that's got a devil in him. 
because the kid that you got that's got a devil in them, the more you tell people your kid's got a devil in them, the more they run to that person and tell them they got a devil in them, then their kid don't like you either. You fast and pray that the oppressed might be set free. Fast and pray that devil out of them. Come on. Come on. Yeah, that wicked influence off of them. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Same way with that, that which is sick. Fast and pray that affliction off. And let me say this while I'm on this. The Holy Ghost just keeps talking to me this morning. I'll shut up when you want me to. But the Bible said, if any afflicted, let him pray for himself or herself. Pray and fast the affliction off. Come on. Before you start fasting, Sister Burst, you might ought to eat a day or two. <clears throat> Look like warmed over death. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand before the Lord and say, dry that thing up. You said you would in the Bible. You said anything I ask, you do it in your name. Remind him of his word. Remind him of his word. My word have I magnified above my name. Remind him of his word. 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 Tomorrow you go down against them. Behold, they come up. You know they had tongues interpretation here. Well, really not tongues. They just had prophecy interpretation. It's a king up there talking, and all of a sudden, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came on old Aspen, son of the Levites. In that 14th verse, the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he's prophesying. He says in the 16th verse, Tomorrow you go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Sit yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow you go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. You know what? We need to do we need to get so much God in us we know he's going to do the work how many of you want so much God in you you know he's going to do the work some of you sitting around this morning like I don't have a thing in the world to worry about don't worry for the weeks over the Lord can fix it up and arrange it for you amen amen he can give you something to fast and pray about. <clears throat> what bothers me is there's folks about to die in a battle and they don't even know they're getting killed. You know? Oh, well, hit me again. I've been hit so many times, try one out right there. 
they're not made out of the same material I'm made out of. This old fighter up here. I never did take getting hit too much. I did one time bayonet practice, slap a guy in the face with a bayonet and then apologize to him. Boy, the sergeant heard me apologize and you talk about getting chewed out. But <clears throat> God give us a desire and a fight to whip the enemies of our life. Not to accept them as a part of the daily run. You know, some folks accept so many things as a part of the daily run. Well, I went across the bridge and they blew it up. <clears throat> but I landed on the other side and all four wheels made it in safe. And tomorrow they're going out crossing another bridge. See if they can do it again, you know. Oh, well, it's just a part of life if I get killed, so what? Amen. Brother Carricker told me about a man that was in the war with him. And, and a sergeant one time told me about a man that was in the war with him. And I don't know why I'm saying all these things, but I am. God's got to get to us, folks. Somehow or another, God's got to get to us. You know, they pay them Turks over there by the ears, the enemy's ears. When he kills him, he cuts his ears off, puts them on a string, and so many ears.